The greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. The White Sox are all in. They need to at least make it to the American League Championship Series. And even that might not be enough. Tyler Butterball Butterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine, now DeRozan, Vooch. He's going to be able to set these guys open. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. We are all here on Blow the Whistle. Welcome everyone in. Welcome into the Under the Hood podcast listeners as well. We are all here today. I'm Brandon Januska. Tyler Buterbaugh. David Dykstra. Oh, and, the, and the, yeah, I'm here too, yeah, uh, folks. Yeah, that's right. We, we have the, the Godfather crew. The, the entire crew, including Hi, everybody. Andrew Valentin over there in the corner. So we've got everyone here in the booth today. It's been a while since we've had just the three of us, and now yeah. we have Can I just all say, four of us I'm here. stuck by the window here, and the sun is just beating on me. I am sweating <laughs> so much already, and we haven't even started talking big, yet. Big man issues. Yeah, big yeah. man issues. Yeah. <laughs> see how we treat our guests. Uh, we see Stick them by the window. Throw them in the while, corner. Yeah. <laughs> throw them in the corner. Shed throw a few them by pounds, the folks, while we do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about today on a Tuesday instead of a Monday, but we're, we've still got to talk about that Bears game before we get into the rest of the NFL. Of course, before that, you're killing me, Smalls. We can't forget that. Got to give in our killing me, Smalls moments from the week before we go into hour two, and we have a lot of stuff for hour two as well. So are you guys ready to get into this? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's All right. Go. Well, we're starting off. Of course, with the Chicago Bears and whatever you want to call what that was on Sunday. We're going to start off with the offense. And I mean, my first question with everything, because we talked a little bit about it during the preseason and leading into the season, is just about the development, the development for fields. And so my question watching that game and watching the highlights was, is this helping Justin at all? Is is this going to hinder his long-term development, or is there some positives that can be taken away from getting just pounded by Miles Garrett nine times, well, four and a half times I'm by positive Garrett. he can take but, a hit. But yeah, let us know on, on our social media at BlowTWhistle1, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Did that help Justin at all, or would it have been better off having him on the bench for that game. And we actually have a clip from Matt Nagy on what he thought this did or how it would affect Justin Fields' development. It's not going to damage his development because I know who he is and how he, like, again, like on the sideline, how he was. I think when you look, when he watches this and sees, let's see as we go through it, um, what the whys are, whether it's a protection or whether it's um, a timing element right whether it's something in the run game whatever it is let's use this 
to try to help you get better and see, see where things are. And he's very coachable. He cares. And I think that he'll definitely do that. So Matt Nagy doesn't think it's going to hinder him, but what do you guys think? I mean, I think it's definitely kind of what I got to say a positive about coming, seeing from Justin Fields is that he kept him, kept his composure and all yeah. that good stuff. He didn't like get all ticked off and show off his emotion. He kind of kept himself, which I mean, that is kind of tough because getting sacked nine times in that kind of situation, I would be, I'd be throwing my helmet all over the place. But I mean, it's good. I mean, the whole thing was just an absolute disaster. And like I've, when I said it too before about when to put Justin Fields in, is like the best way how you're going to get it is just kind of throw him out there and do what he does best. But Nagy kind of did that a totally different way. He said, throw him out there, but you're going to do what I want you to do. Like he didn't even try to get <laughs> suit Nagy to, or suit Fields to anything that he's good at. So. That I could see. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing was just an absolute disaster. Yeah, the, I got I got some words that I could say, but I can't say them on the air, unfortunately. Um, I got to have some exploits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, I would have expected a lot more out of the shotgun. The moment he put him under center, I knew, up, oh, kid's getting killed. Because you're not giving that guy enough time to be able to throw the ball, make any kind of decisions. And the moment you stick him back there, he's, gonna, he's getting murdered. And you could see it. Nobody was protecting on the left side. Peters could not handle... Miles Garrett in any facet whatsoever showed his age. Absolutely, Absolutely showed his age. Looks and like his an old in, offensive lineman. Exactly, and an inability just to get his body in front yeah. of him. Period. Yeah, and so I think it, I I stand by this. I think it's better he just sits the bench, wait for the next coach to come in because at this point I think Nagy's days are numbered. I I think you have to just let the kid sit by the wayside, wait for the next coach to come in, learn the new offense under that said coach. Hopefully it's DeBowl or Brady coming in from Carolina, somebody like that, and you Ooh. develop it from there. I, You need to get somebody new in there that knows the offense and also calls the plays because for those who don't know, Nagy didn't call any plays at Kansas City. It was all Andy Reid. All Matt Nagy said was, Hey, Andy, I think we should go with this play. And Andy went, oh, I'm going to go with this play. And, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. so, and that's, the co- that's the coach we hired. That's the guy we got. I, I, my biggest issue just watching the game is it was Andy Dalton's offense with Justin Fields exactly. yep. at quarterback. You had no rollouts. You had no quarterback. There, there was no rollout for him to get away from yeah, Miles Garrett. Nothing was tailored to his skills. He was so. sacked three times before he ever left the pocket. Yeah. So therein lies the whole issue of what what were you thinking? Like that's yeah. that's an offense that is not tailored to a a rollout quarterback who can throw on the run, unlike Andy Dalton, who is a packet po- uh, pocket passer. If you saw, um, you could see Dalton and Foles talking on the sideline. Foles was even like you could pick up on what he was saying. He even said like, "What is this offense?" Like, yeah, even they got the he, sound bite of him saying, like, yeah. something's up with this offense, man. This isn't working. Yeah. So, yeah. like, everyone knew that, like, Foles was probably like, this is my style of offense. It's like, why isn't... You would think with Nagy being considered, like, this really offensive-minded coach, and, like, back in 2018 when he was coming up with these trick plays and stuff like that, a lot being, of smoke and being creative. Yeah. But it's like, how does that, like... The thing that ticked me off the most is that, okay, first half, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't going how it should have gone. So why would it at halftime in the locker room, Nagy did not be like, okay, we need to change something up. No, he just kept going with the exact same thing that happened was going in the first quarter or first half, and it was just it looked even worse in the second half. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you I 
to me at least, you should have ran him out of the shotgun. You should have let David Montgomery let that kid run all day. Let David Montgomery do his thing. I know he was getting squared up at the line. They were doing a great job keen on him on the runs, but they kind of at some point abandoned the run game and just tried to go to more of a pass-heavy offense, but you're not letting him go in the shotgun where he can make more explosive plays. If he needs to, then let Justin Fields run the ball. I know that's not something we want to see because he's going to get hit more, but at least at that point, you're making plays. You're allowing him to be able to use his athleticism to get something out of it. At least he's getting more positivity out of it than anything else because that whole situation was just, he had less than a second to throw the football from the moment it was snapped. Less than a second. The whole game. You he, can't let your young quarterback do that. He was literally just out there just to get killed. Yeah. They threw him yeah. out there to get killed. Yeah, they just left him out there, and that, that's why they only put up 47 yards of total <laughs> offense. I mean, I'm, I'm sure by now everyone everyone knows the stat. One net passing yard. So when you take away all the lost yardage on those nine sacks, they netted one yard in the passing game. Fun fact, that's 19 yards less than Justin Tucker's field goal. <laughs> the, the total that the 47. A, oh yeah, the 47, the 47 total yards is 19 yards less. But, yeah, one passing yard for an entire game? How do you do that? How? Like, it's... In, you don't see it. You don't impressive. block. That's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. It's impressively bad. Yeah. yeah those those <laughs> try to, to be, be that, that bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for 47 net passing or net total yards for the Bears. That's the second fewest in the Super Bowl era for them. They had 24 net yards back in 1981 against the Lions. But who they played next week? So who knows? Maybe they can do that again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just historically bad performance for the Bears on all levels offensively. So what can they do moving forward? Like the lie, obviously the lions defense is not the Browns defense. The Browns have a better defense, but the lions are feisty. I I was about to say, (laughs) I watched that, that lions Baltimore game, Mm -hmm. that front seven for the lions. They're fast. Yeah, they're fast. They're fast. They're good. They, yeah. they know how to get out. They're going to create issues for that, that offensive line of the bears. So Uh, I, I guess my, my statement would be, uh, hey, <laughs> David Montgomery, let, let, let's get some yards yeah, and, right. and, and have that defense on their heels a little bit on whether it's going to be a pass or a run. Yeah, and I mean, they never were able to establish the run, and it's a good defensive front that the Browns have. 10, 10 carries for 34 yards is what Montgomery ended with. But yes, they're going to need, and I said before the Cleveland game, I thought the Bears had a chance to win if they could establish the run and shut down the run on the other side. They were not able to establish the run in this game, and Justin Fields took the price. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Get more run plays in, split it up between run and pass, and for love of God, Nagy, just change up the play style for uh, Fields and move the damn pocket. I mean, once we see that kid moving on the run, he can make something happen. I'm going to just be on honest truth and tell everybody you're going to have to suck it up. Yep. Just gonna, I'm, I'm sorry, Bears fans. If you went into this thing with expectations like Justin Fields was going to change the world for us, suck it up, guys, because we're going to be through a season of absolute turmoil at this point. I'm sorry. I wish I could give some. I really wish I could give an answer with my answer is Dave Montgomery runs the ball more. We throw the ball 20, 25 times to keep it at that. Unfortunately, though, it's going to be a lot of the same. It's best for Bears fans at this point to just kind of be like, well, this is what we got. Let's see what happens next year. Hopefully, Tevin Jenkins comes back, comes back healthy. He helps the offensive line. We go into next year with the top pick, maybe draft one of the top offensive linemen. 
I don't know. I, don't, I can get a new head coach, new GM. Something has to change, but nothing's changing this year. I mean, even firing Nagy this year, you're not getting a new coach right away. So, it, it, I, I Bears fans, we got to suck it up, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and the Bears have never fired a coach during a season. So, I mean, if, if, this, if this does continue, like, historically bad, then... Maybe we'll see a first down on that front as well, and that the Bears fire a head coach for the first time. Just sell the in team season, yeah, Jesus. something. Yeah. Well, we're gonna move on from the offensive struggles of the Bears because there were a lot of them. We could spend hours talking about that, but we had a Robert Quinn sighting in Cleveland. <gasps> Was yesterday the start of sustainable success for Quinn, or is it just a flash in the pan here early on? We'll discuss that next here on Blow the Whistle. There's pressure up the middle. On the fake pressure, calling it, he is buried. Fields, pressure again, and he is sacked again. Pressure again, and sacked for the fifth time today. In trouble, down he goes again. He's in trouble, racing away, and he's sacked again. The Browns have nine sacks. Yeah, that's about how everyone felt coming out of, of no. that game. That, that's, I'll be like that's, my flute playing, folks. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's piercing. That's, that, yeah. is, that is piercing. That is credit, piercing. credit Fox NFL with those highlights there. Should have been like the accordion uh, or something. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that, that cringing sensation that you just had hearing that, that playing of Bear Down. That that's how everyone I feel felt. All Bears yep. fans felt watching that game, at least from the offensive side. But we're gonna focus now on the defensive side, where there were at least a few more positives for from the Bears front. And Robert Quinn, like I said before the break, he's showing up so far. He leads the team with four sacks. He had one and a half against Cleveland. Is he back? Or is this just a flash in the pan and he's going to fade out and end with four sacks? The four sacks, by the way, double what he had all of last year. He had only two for the entire season last year. So let us know what you guys think. Is Matt, is is the Mack and Quinn duo, is that finally what we thought we were going to have last year? Or is it just early success and they're going to fade as the season progresses, let us know. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. I think he, he's looked really good. I think he'll be able to keep this up. Isn't this supposedly the number one offensive line in the NFL that they just went up Supposed against? Supposed to be. And, I mean, he looked good against them. Yeah. He yeah. looked really good. That's I mean, I, I texted Tyler and Brandon as soon as that. <laughs> Holy cow, Robert Quinn sighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's looked good. He's looked good, not just in this game. He's looked good basically the entire time so far. Well, I guess my question would be, do we chalk up last season to being quote unquote COVID related and he wasn't in shape and he wasn't, that being difficult to say, it It really is, but he looks like a different player this year. You could say that, but it could also be with the new defensive coordinator. And now maybe he kind of, Got things going a little bit better for him because he, he's, he's like, yeah, he has looked a lot better this season. It's not just that; 
I mean, if you look at the man's first step compared to what it was last year, yeah. there's a ton of difference. I don't know if he worked on it in the offseason, if he trimmed down a little bit because he does look a little smaller this year. Yeah, I, There are just certain things that he just looks like a different player. Well, I know his playing weight is usually around 265, 270. I know he trimmed that down. I think he's like at 255 right now or 260, something like that. So he's playing a little lighter. You could see it, though. His first, like you said, his first step's more explosive. He's got more of a back bend. He's able to work his moves a lot more. I saw a lot of the, the arm rips and a lot more of the swim moves, which is what you should use when you're a, when you're a pass rusher like that, when you have that kind of, a, kind of speed coming off the edge. And he worked his move well. And obviously, too, he did a lot of it against, uh, like, Jack Conklin, who I know he's a good tackle, but he's not exactly, like, a great tackle. He does whiff on blocks sometimes because he thinks he can out overpower guys and stuff, but nevertheless, I mean, he took on the best offensive line. They 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 did as a whole for the team, and they did a really good job. Also, too, Baker holds onto the ball a lot, <laughs> so he tends he tends to try and just do the whole, you know, he thinks he's Justin Fields, but he's clearly not. He can't move like the kid, but I, I, I will say for right now, I want to see a lo- lot more from Robert Quinn. I want to see more consistency come from him. This is a good game. This is a good game for him but I need to see him make more of a full impact throughout the season because so right now this is a flash of the pan, at least for me, but over the long term, I want to see a lot more out of him. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think with this game coming up next Sunday, I think we, we should be seeing a, a little bit more of him than we did with Cleveland. Yeah. And, and like you said about him shedding off some weight and his first step does look a lot quicker. Absolutely. I I'm expecting and hoping to see a much better Robert Quinn this. I mean, even though it's not, a good comparison to say compared to last year, but I think we should be seeing a much better Robert Quinn this year, which is going to also help out Khalil Mack because that helped out Khalil Mack in this game that Khalil Mack recorded, uh, got himself a couple sacks as well. Yeah, and don't forget this too. He's going up against a bigger tackle next in Panay Sewell. That dude's a monster, and he hasn't given up a sack yeah. yet. Yeah. For a guy that was the worst-ranked rookie in the preseason, this guy is now one of the best right now. So. I, that's just... He's he's playing football now. Absolutely, yeah, he's yeah. in the game. He knows it's real. <laughs> he's he's been caught a couple times with some penalties where he he would have gotten beat, but yeah, yeah overall he he looks he's good. A, he he looks, yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll tell you another one who's impressed me. And Brandon and I talked about this earlier. Jalen Johnson showed up and showed out during up, that yeah. game and and, and looked stepping good. Up. Looked good. CB one. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Bill Dorr is a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Johnson, he's embracing his role. Bill Dorr, there's is still he's a work in progress. Uh, well, but here's my question. Uh I, I don't know because and, and I'll be honest with you, Ivan, where's Artie Burns at? He was inactive. He has yes, not he been inactive. active yet. He's, That's that to me is a mistake by that defense. I think Artie Burns makes a better C B two. Than Vildor, he's more experienced. But he, uh, between him and Duke, I would say Duke Shelley should be maybe considered not just because of his size, but also the way that he plays. Because he's great in the in in the zone coverage. His man on man is not as good as Artie Burns. But I feel like you might. This is one of those things where you might need to think about doing like a rotation thing. Artie Burns is good on one on ones. He doesn't really do zone well. Then all of a sudden you go zone. Okay, we go Duke Shelley because that's way he can sit back on his heels and he can just work that area. Yeah. The the other person that impressed me and I, Bush looked pretty good. Oh yeah, 
as well. Yeah, he, he missed. I know there was one big tackle that he missed or missed play that he had. But, yeah, overall, to step in for Gibson, who was out, I mean, he – it was a heck of a he game. He held his own. Yes, yeah. he did. And, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump all over someone for one mistake, right? right. Unless unless it's a you know a, a didn't touch game, a guy when he was down. Game ending. Oops, that costs the Bears the NFC yeah. title game. Kind hmm. of right. Oh, did I put that? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, so the Bears <laughs> the NFC title game. Cool. Okay. Yeah. People's I'll hopes up again, man. <laughs> but, I you know going into this game, I did think that. This was the Bears' division to lose watching games prior to week three. Yeah. Whole nother story after <laughs> week three. There, there's some competition in this division. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Detroit Lions aren't the Detroit Lions of old. The Vikings are probably the best one and two team that I've seen. Except for maybe Kansas City, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> and, and then and of course you've got that guy up north that's just who he ridiculous. is. Well, it's yeah, funny time on the clock, guys. <laughs> it is funny because after week one, how everyone in the division went zero and one. The media already came out thinking that this was going to be the new NFC East. Just could still be. The, the NFC, know, listen, yeah. the <laughs> NFC East is still the NFC East. Yeah. Dallas is just it's it's a it's an ankle break away from being yes. the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at it. What thirty seven seconds and a record breaking field goal away from everyone being one and two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's true. This mm-hmm. whole division is right there in term. Maybe not in terms of talent, but in terms mm-hmm. of they all could be the same record if one or two plays went differently. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well, and here's the good thing: this defense, obviously, they've got a lot of veterans, right? And they they know exactly what they need to do. And it feels like they're going. We may have to carry this team again. I think this defense will get them some wins. I won't even. I will be. Sh- I won't even be shocked if this defense actually scores more points than this offense, offense. at some point because they're gonna. It feels like they're gonna need to start making turnovers, and I'm sure Desai is stressing stressing that right now. Like Eddie Jackson's got to step up. Jalen Johnson's gonna step up. Every interception, every fumble, you got to try and go for the end zone because who knows what this offense is gonna do. Yeah. I, was, I was just gonna say that because you just brought up Eddie Jackson. Right now, I'm a I'm a little confused on um, how to feel about him because last week in week two. He looked phenomenal because he after looked he had like a, Eddie Jackson of old. Exactly, and he had a horrible week one. This week, kind of more towards the week one Eddie Jackson. But I mean, I just I can't tell what it is. Is it bec- like the different uh, team talent wise of the team, or is it just like does he just not care anymore? I mean, well, a big part of it is he he's not a great tackler. He, no, he, no, he hasn't he been. Missed that he's tackle a, on he's Kareem a ball hawk. That he yeah. yeah, he's he's not a great tackles tackler, so <laughs> he's going to miss those tackles. I don't want to say more often than not, but but he's going to miss his fair share 50, of tackles. Yeah, so that's just kind of who he is at this point. He's a guy who will go for the ball if they if guys are throwing toward him. There's a good chance he can knock it out or or pick it off, but. That's the thing. After his first couple seasons, all pro seasons, teams know, hey, he's looking to pick it off. They don't throw his direction as often. They'll they'll target him, but they'll target him with something short and say, hey, you have to make a tackle on this tight end, or you have to get our scat back and try to bring him down. And again, more often than not, it seems like Eddie Jackson won't make that tackle by himself. No, I yeah, no, you're totally right on that. I would like to see a little few more safety blitzes as we saw yeah. against Cincinnati because I don't know, just how the, the whole that whole thing was executed, it was just 
perfectly. And I, Eddie Jackson can definitely do some more of that, and I would love to see some more of that out of Eddie Jackson. Yeah, I mean, this this defense showed that they can keep you in a game. They showed that they, they showed it last week against the Bengals. They showed it this week that they can carry this team, like you said, Andrew. But the problem is, it's just like last year. When they're on the field for 40 minutes, mm-hmm, they're going to yep. be worn down, and we saw that in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as as this team goes on and on, and they're going to have to do more and more, they're going to get tired, they're going to get frustrated, because I think that's what happened last year. They got tired, they got frustrated. You can even see it in their faces. Khalil Mack, at one point, I remember they got a shot of him rolling his eyes after an interception, because it's like, I got to go back out there again? Come yeah. on, guys! <laughs> and so... It's going to happen again, I think, this year because I and I think they're I think Nagy's really losing the locker room a lot more than we thought even last year. And just real quick, that we all know that like this this type of at the NFL like right now, it used to be defense wins the games, but it, with the way how offenses are right now, offense. there's no way there, there, you can't have a, just a solid defense and no offense. So that, that, it just does nothing. Yeah. Well, it's about that time to give our moments from the week that just left us saying you're killing me, Smalls, because. I mean, we, we just we basically had a segment of You're Killing Me Smalls talking about the Bears' offense. So we know you guys have stuff. Send us in send us in your Killing Me Smalls moments at Blow T Whistle 1. That's at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E 1. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what had you say You're Killing Me Smalls over the last week. And we'll give you our thoughts when we come back here on Blow the Whistle. You're killing me, Smalls! That's right. It is time for your Killing Me Smalls, our favorite part of this entire show. And we want to know what had you saying you're Killing Me Smalls over the last week. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1 because we here on Blow the Whistle love to hear what had you saying you're Killing Me Smalls. And time for our points. So, David, would you like to start it off? Wow. Yeah. All right. It's I'm gonna, been a while since you've been I'm going to be honest it's with you. I'm going to need a little assistance on this one. You ready, You Ooh. ready, Andrew? Oh, Go all for right. it. All right. My You're Killing Me Smalls goes out to the University of Clemson and our greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> DJ Uyunglele, folks. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Air Parent, Mr. Hey, I throw a better ball than Trey Lo- Trevor Lawrence. Hey, I'm a better quarterback because I'm more mobile. I'm the greatest thing since Cam Newton. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> okay, granted, your offensive line is god awful. Yeah. But if you are supposed to be all these things, rise above it, be a leader of your team, and show your team how to win. You guys, Clemson, you are not as good as you were last year. We all get that. But if you are supposed to be this elite quarterback who can take a team that may not have as much talent as past Clemson teams, you need to show that you are that elite talent. You are that that no-miss quarterback going into the NFL draft, and I haven't seen it yet. So, for that, Mr. DJ Uyunglele. Because <laughs> I'm not even going to try it. I'm sending you out a big old... You're killing me, Smalls. 
I wasn't even gonna try when I you know how I get when I get amped up it's gonna come out like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. say his yeah. name, well, but yeah. you know who yeah. he is. Well since you already have an assist, would you like to give your actual moment now? Oh, yeah, Andrew? sure, absolutely. <laughs> God. Alright, mine is to Kyrie Irving. Uh, obviously, if you don't know, the NBA season is upon us. We're about to get into training camp here. But Kyrie Irving was not at Brooklyn Nets Media because, obviously, he has chosen to be unvaccinated. Therefore, he's not allowed in the building at this point in time. But he did say in his interviews that uh, when asked about, obviously, not being unvaccinated, he said that that was a private matter. Uh, along with that, also, you have Andrew Wiggins, who I'm going to tie into this as well, who said that was nobody's business. Uh, it's a private matter. Uh, they're giving all these excuses, and I'm saying to these players right now, you are putting the league at risk again. I'm, I'm, and listen, it's their choice. Everybody's got a choice to make. But you are seriously putting yourself in jeopardy. You're putting the other players in jeopardy. You're putting the season in jeopardy. You're putting the team in jeopardy. You're putting everybody at risk because you won't get vaccinated. And as of right now, the NBA, 90% of the league is vaccinated, which means there's about 60 players that are not. But here we've got Mr. Flat Earth himself. Mr. Oh, oh, you know, the, the, it's, it is what it is, folks. I mean, I'll sit out if I want. Well, you know, he's and he's given all these things of, oh, I give back to the community and stuff. Yes, you do great things for the community. You, you've helped the WNBA. You, you, you helped all these people out that are in need. And what was the main article of the New York Daily News that they put? Kyrie Irving puts humanity first. You know how you put humanity first, dude? You consider everybody's health. I know you want everybody to live well and have a good life. So do I. But I also want them to be healthy, dude. So for Mr. Kyrie Irving, who believes that the world is like a dish plate, who, who truly <laughs> believes that apparently if you get this thing, I guess you'll be put with a tracking device or whatever mutations may, you know, he'll get like a third arm or whatever. Dude, that'll help you play basketball even better if that's the case. <laughs> but to Kyrie Irving, I say to you, sir. Killing me, Smalls. God. <laughs> Drives me nuts, man. You know, they don't Flat need Earth a tracking Earth. device. If the government wants to find you, they already know. <laughs> yeah, <Exactly>. no. <laughs> they know where Kyrie Irving's Brandon at. should know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a tracking device, I'm sure. The Army put one in a while ago. <laughs> All right, All right Tyler. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to attack... Attack? Nebraska football again. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming. Look, I got. Do you hear the knock at the door, Scott Frost? (laughs) (laughs) It's Tyler. (laughs) Hi, I'm Tyler. Want to (laughs) play? So Nebraska loses again. Surprise uh, to Michigan State, twenty-three to twenty. You know what? I mean. I can't be too. I mean, no. Everyone's like, you can't be too upset about it. Like, it's a number twenty ranked Michigan State who's four and zero right now. Yeah, yeah but overtime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I'm watching this game. I tune in right when I get off work, and I'm like, oh, tie game, twenty twenty. Okay. It was right after uh, Michigan State got uh, made the field goal, so Nebraska gets the ball, get it at the twenty five. There's over a minute left in the fourth, in the end of the game. Still, Nebraska's got three timeouts left. Scott Frost calls one play. A little uh, pass play. It was literally like a four-yard out route, and they got like four yards up, Got four yards on it. And after that, they ran the ball, and they just let the time run for the remainder of the game. You have a minute left, three timeouts. 
you can't tell me you can bring this. I mean, I know horrible offense to at least field goal range, and I know you can't trust your kicker either. So you you're not really dealing with a lot right now. You got you can't really count a lot of things, a lot of missing pieces on this team. But I mean. Give the guys a chance. Give yourself a chance. Why even just be like, oh, let's just take this in overtime. And then, wow, was that a big old kick in the face to you? I called it. I was like, wow, you guys screwed it. I'm like, well, I hope they really screw you in, the, in overtime. And Nebraska gets the first possession. They don't even get a chance to kick a field goal because you know how in overtime in college you start at the 25. They didn't even get a chance because they threw an interception. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Michigan State runs like, run like two plays, kicks the field goal, game over, all the done. So... With that being said, Nebraska football for just blowing this game with just stupidity calling, I give you a big old... Killing me, Smalls! Uh, so while Sunday saw a ton of game-winning field goals, Nebraska didn't want to start it off on Saturday. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> another team, dude. <laughs> Nebraska being Nebraska. So yeah. 100 colleges, I promise you, you can find one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'm going to go after something that happened on Friday... At the Ryder Cup. Ooh. Yeah, I knew that that'd get I David to perk I'm up. intrigued. I know it's coming. That'd get David to perk up. I'm intrigued. Up. Yep. All right. I was so, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> on Friday, on the 17th hole in the first round, Jordan Spieth hit a miraculous shot. Oh, miraculous beautiful. shot. If you haven't seen it's it, you got to check it out. He's about 12 feet below the, yeah. the, the pin and hits it straight up, gets it on the green, makes it couple feet away from the from the hole and followed up so if you didn't know the Ryder Cup it's alternating play alternating shots so he was paired with Justin Thomas yeah yeah Justin Thomas put the ball there where Spieth had to hit it out yes. in yes, that position did. and then after Spieth saves it it looks like oh they're still in it oh Justin Thomas missed the putt <laughs> he misses the putt true statement so uh, yeah after he put <laughs> it there Spieth bails him out and then after Spieth bails him out he misses the putt about a two or three footer. Oh god! <laughs> so Justin Thomas for just totally ruining it after Spieth <laughs> bailed you out. You just you mess it up again. Justin Thomas, I say to you. You're killing me, Smalls. I would have thought David first, would get that. First <laughs> off, about first, golf. first off, let, let's get one thing straight. Uh, if if, if I'm Jordan Spieth, I'm like. Dude, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Really, man? Can, can I get a new partner? I almost, no, I seriously almost died. That's why you don't <laughs> talk. You don't like, talk to him like at all. You're just like, Dude, don't even look at me right now. That's I almost ended up in the ocean. Yeah, he almost ended up in Lake yeah, Michigan. In Lake Michigan, in Lake sorry. Michigan. Yeah. That, that, I almost a, ended up in Lake Michigan, and you're going to do that to me? Really? This, you're going to push a putt? This, you're going to push a putt right now? Yeah. This is the LeBron James mean to <laughs> J.R. Smith. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, they're really good friends. That's why they were paired yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure this is going to be like an ongoing joke with yeah, them. Absolutely. And the fact that the U.S. won. Oh, uh, that just helps. Winning won, fixes everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. But, so. but that just that moment, I actually saw that moment. I was watching it at that point. And it's like, so glad you brought unbelievable. That up. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Sure. So, all right. You guys heard ours. We want to hear yours as well. Send them in. What was your killing me smalls moment from the week? Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Blow T Whistle One. And Sunday saw two attempts at the longest field goal in NFL history. And both attempts ended up being historic, although for totally different reasons. We talk about what happened next on Blow the Whistle.
The longest field goal in football history, 68-yard attempt. Got it up. It did just happen. Yeah. It did just yeah. happen, Greg. It did. <laughs> Credit to Fox NFL and CBS. But, I mean, two attempts at the longest field goal in football history. You heard the calls there. Two totally different uh, results that came from it. So Arizona's kicker, Matt Prater, who had the record of 65 yards, Attempted a 68-yarder, taken back 109 yards by Jacksonville's Jamal Agnew for the touchdown. I mean, the third 109-yard touchdown in NFL history. So, historic moment there. And then a little later in the day, Baltimore's kicker, Justin Tucker, made a new record 66-yard game-winning field goal to break Matt Prater's record. So, after Prater couldn't set a, a longer record, Justin Tucker goes down and says, "All right, well, you didn't want to. You can make your long one, so I'll break the record." In with the old, out with the old, in with the new. Exactly. Yeah. Can, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Do you know what made that return by Jacksonville so great? What's what? that? What's the, that? The, the commentator. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Great call. Was great it, call. Yes. If this guy does not end up, Johnson's uh, good at what he does. Johnson. He's. he's so I energetic. was telling Tyler. I was telling Tyler. He's the only reason I tune into. Uh, college oh he's fantastic college games on fox yeah oh yeah the absolute only reason and there are rumors going around that this might be al michaels last year on sunday night football that is true yeah oh yeah dude. they've been saying dude he would be amazing on sunday I, night I think collinsworth i think Tariko will probably get it in the long probably. run but good night how he's next he's whenever joe buck decides he's done Please, please. <laughs> please I, 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 I'm, I'm I don't want to fall asleep during the World Series anymore. Well, <laughs> I've never heard. I like does, Joe. Does, I just, does yeah. he call baseball? He does. Yeah, he, does. he calls the World well, Series. I, I, it's no. I, I'm. I, I, or I no, on a regular basis. Yeah, he doesn't really. Johnson. Call. I don't think Johnson calls baseball. No, he doesn't. No. But he, I wouldn't mind. He, watching. Do you know who would probably step in <laughs> if I, he's a Chicago guy? I would not be shocked if the White Sox color guy oh, oh ben attendee would step in he's getting a lot he's of great. pub he's, yeah, he's getting he a does. lot of pub but jo i can see johnson stepping in for buck in I, the nfl i mean can you imagine him calling like him a, and aikman together that's a that would be great i think aikman that would bring aikman's game up too yeah and not to say troy's not bad but i think troy's kind of just falling in Fallen into a role. Yeah, he's yeah. he's comfortable. He's, where where yeah. Tony Romo's just killing it on the other oh, side. And, oh yeah. Well, but, I mean, because I watched the I watched the Saturday game with uh, Notre Dame Wisconsin for more than one reason, obviously than yeah. the other. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were there, by the way. Uh, yes, we were. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't see the sign, check it out. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> if, uh, but yeah, I thought they did a great job with that broadcast, and I was I was in tune with it. Like I actually was enjoying watching the game because Johnson was like. The way he was calling the game was He, he great. never disappoints. No. Ever. I, I have never heard him call. And this is very hard for me to say. I've never heard him call a bad game. No. Ever. Absolutely not. 
And that's few and far between that you can say that about. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. I mean, hey, let's talk about broadcasters. And then Brandon Janoska will take over. We already know where you're going. Brandon Brandon will be the new play-by-play guy for the Chicago Blackhawks as of next year. Let's keep putting that out there. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hashtag There's a what a 23 year old is the PA for the Cubs. Yeah. I don't see yeah. why you can't yep. be the there new play by play guy for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> there were obviously those games that happened. The Lions almost pulled it off against Baltimore before that. What that an absolute stud du- Justin Tucker is too. What yeah. an absolute yeah. stud of he, a kicker. After that kick, he is now 16 for 16 on kicks with under a minute to play or in overtime. <sighs> in. That's Winning kicks, and that was a good doink that you want to know. Like you see, yeah, yeah. hit the crossbar, and even with all that, I still beat Kennedy. Hit the the crossbar and in. I beat Tyler for anyone who was wondering. (laughs) I destroyed. Listen, let's 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 get it straight. That's what you get, Butterball, for starting (laughs) Justin Fields. Yeah, Yeah. what were you thinking? (laughs) Seriously, my my fanboy got ahead, but get the best of me. (laughs) I appreciated it because because yes. God. <laughs> I appreciate it because I was down Dalvin Cook because if we oh, look yeah. now at the Vikings right. game, the Vikings pulled off a win over Seattle, a game they were trailing. Again, Seattle gives one up, and the Vikings end up winning without Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I was still impressed with that. Madison had over 100 rushing yards, I believe. He was incredible. Impressive. Yeah. Impre- that that, guy's that great has to say something back. about Minnesota's offensive line, too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, And that kid's going to get a starting job at some point. He keeps playing like that. He's going to get a role somewhere. And then, of course, Nebraska couldn't do it, but Aaron Rodgers could. 37 oh, seconds geez, and Louise. no timeouts. He goes down the field, sets up a 51 game winner. Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. I hate yeah. saying this, but thank Mason you, Aaron. Crosby. You, I mean, you helped me really whip Tom to the. He the just. He just um, when yeah, I was watching the end of that game, I was just watching, and as much as it, I hated seeing it because the Packers, just watching that, I'm like, you gave that man too much time. Oh, yeah, 30, absolutely. Yeah, 37, well, 37, 37 seconds. There's a video of that dude out there my, that's just like too much time. My uncle and I were yelling to, on a different note. My uncle and I were yelling at the TV during the San Diego, uh, Kansas City game. Yeah. What are you doing throwing the ball? <laughs> what? That almost was my you're killing me smalls. If they had lost that game, yeah. I would have went after the head coach of San Diego. Or San, Los, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> hey, we're still Apart, trying to transition. Char- the, Charger, the Chargers. There you yeah. go. Yeah, sure. yeah yes. and what an upset that was, too. The, the Chiefs, I, one and two. Not as big of an upset. But In my eyes, okay. no. I think the Chargers have come up. Kansas City still doesn't know what they have with that offensive line, and it was absolutely blaring in that game. Yeah. Well, they I, could not stop Bosa for and and that's Bosa coming off of his injury. Yeah. yeah. I knew that uh, coming into this season that the Chiefs' offensive line was going to be nowhere near as good as it was they last year. They don't have because, that chemistry. Oh, no. no I think they lost be, two I, of their best offensive line. I think they're going to be better. Just li- later down the, the road, kind of yeah. Tampa Bay esque yeah, like last yeah. year. They have yep. to work together a little bit more before they're at that. I mean, for level. goodness sakes, Kyle Long's coming off the bench, so right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. if you don't have Kyle Long starting, I, you I, know you got a good offense. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this: Justin Herbert, real deal, real deal, yeah, real deal. Now he again. He's got a good offense already around him, but this is kind of what you want. Good offense built up, bring in the quarterback, it clicks immediately. 
Yeah, and for the Chiefs, they sit at one and two. They are last <laughs> place in the West for the first time since 2015. So for those of you thinking, doing the math, counting the years, yes, that's before Patrick Mahomes got there. Patrick Mahomes has never been in last place in the NFL. And the Bengals beat the Steelers. And the Bengals beat the Steelers. I'm gonna, yeah. oh, no, no, can, I, I, I do want to touch on Yeah. How that I have been a Steelers. They're like my number two team. Yeah. Atlanta, by far, by the way, I hate you, Atlanta, right now. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, that might have been the worst game I've ever seen Pittsburgh play ben since looked Ben. Ben old. looked old. But the only see? bright spot was Najee, and it wasn't even running. It was him catching the ball, yeah. which I didn't he even had, know he could he do that well. He had over 100 receiving yards. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 He had Juju, Juju goes out with a hammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Biggest, Wait, they, what? What? Baseball just decided to descend to the disease to, to, to football. Everybody's going out uh, with hamstrings. The biggest highlight that I saw of that game was I think everyone's seen it everywhere. Is just the typical old man fall that Ben Roethlisberger had. Oh, yeah, where throw. he just oh, he fell like and a can't get up. It was just a thud. He comes into the seasons dropped weight, eating healthier, not drinking beer, and he looks. And granted, this is because of that offensive line. Somebody yeah. get that offensive line alert. That offensive line for yeah. Pittsburgh is just decimated with new people and just old people. So I think it's time to start shopping for a new quarterback, folks. They got <laughs> I, no one wants to listen. They have their future on that team right now. I'm telling you. Uh, at least the Bengals have a future. Dwayne Haskins <laughs> is the future of Pittsburgh. I'm. I will go we out will on a limb on and say I, a, he looked fantastic in preseason. He did. It's a bold statement. All right, and, and real quick, before we wrap up this first hour, is there any team that you think should be worried after three weeks of play? Is there anyone that you thought might contend? I mean, the Chiefs are one and two. I don't think we're really worried about them yet. <laughs> no. But is there anyone that should be panicking? Right now? I, if I'm Urban Meyer, I'm worried about saving my job. Yeah, yeah, they, they have not looked yeah. anywhere near competitive. I thought they'd be at least that. I mean, yeah. that that return made me go, oh, OK. And they did look better this week than they had looked the first two weeks. Yeah. But they, they just don't. They need something. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to say I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. And it's just because they need more of a passing offense. They need to get that. They, they can't they go can't go into shootouts with people right now. They run the ball, which is great. Stick to your game plan if that's what works. It worked against the Chiefs, but in the long term, when they get to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, it's going to be a lot harder because that defense, I'm sure, is going to be shored up, and that running attack is not going to be the same against them. They're going to need to throw the ball, and that's their weakness. And to finish it up, Philadelphia, yeah, Jalen Hurt, not a franchise quarterback, looked he looked awful. Horrible. Not a franchise quarterback. And yelling and glaring at his wide receivers like they're doing something wrong, bro. Can't be like that. No. He's gonna lose Do not team. be Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Indianapolis. There's I another one. Yeah. I was going to say Indianapolis. to the rescue. <laughs> or I also was going to say. Carson Minshew to the rescue. Yes. <laughs> they got Minshew Magic yeah. sitting right behind him, and I'm telling you right now, he might fit that offense better than, than Jalen does. Might be. I would – I. I would be worried if I was Seattle because right yes. now they're just yeah. looking really, really rough. Dang well, well, defense. defense is looking horrible. Yeah, Seattle Seattle is going to be mine. I mean, Russell Wilson has a 133.6 passer rating. That's the tops in the league. And that defense has given up 440 yards <laughs> per game, Good which night. is last in the league. So 
that's the difference between the two things. And so with all that, Seattle should be worried. Uh, so those are the teams we think should be worried. And we're going to now move on. We're heading into hour two now. And moving into some college football. Is Notre Dame back to being a powerhouse after a huge win now over Wisconsin? Or is Wisconsin just starting to fall apart? We'll let you know. Coming up on Blow the Whistle. Mertz. First and ten, a pump fake and a beauty. Wide open at Touchdown, Hawkeyes. Clifford to the end zone, Parker Washington. Touchdown, Penn State. From 21 yards out to win the game. Snap, spot, ball game. Michigan State is 4-0. Credit to Fox and ABC with those college football highlights. And, yeah, a big win for Notre Dame over Wisconsin. And uh, not a big win. I mean, they dominated them. They dominated them. But Wisconsin. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I want your thoughts now. I mean. Is this this is Notre Dame finally back? This was by far the best looking game that they've played. No, no, they're not back. Or no. no, you don't think it was a good absolutely game? not fluke. Turned <laughs> on a dime. If that game turned in the the mo, it was momentum. And, and I, I very rarely talk about momentum when it comes to sports, but that game shifted on one play. You hit that fourth quarter jump around. That place is electric. Wisconsin goes down there, gets a field goal. They're up 13 to 10. Ensuing kickoff, return for a touchdown. Ball game. Game was over right then and there. It took everything out of Wisconsin. I mean, when it... <laughs> Notre, I'm, so, I'm yeah, sorry. Notre Dame might be better than anybody yeah. So do First, you do you like their twelve ranking? Are they right around there, or is that Notre too Dame high for Notre for Notre Dame? I put yes. them at twelve. I'd put them at twelve. I like. They, that. There's no way they're they're yeah. gonna get beat this year, and it probably is going to be this weekend. In my <laughs> uh, my personal opinion is Cincinnati's a better team than Wisconsin. I mean, here's here's the, yeah here's the better thing. quarterback they're for actually, sure. They quarterback, actually, they're absolutely. nine now. They were twelve okay. in okay. that okay. game. So they're so nine now. Nine. <laughs> I'd put them at 10. I would put it, yeah, put them at against 10. Wisconsin. But here's the thing. This team is totally reliant on their defense being the backbone. That has been Brian Kelly's type of relationship with the team since he's been the coach there, right? He came from Cincinnati, which Tony Pike and them, they put up big big numbers and everything offensively <laughs> and stuff. I mean, they were, they were scoring like crazy. And all of a sudden now you go to Notre Dame, and you've got a lot more defensive players. You got a more run-oriented type of offense, and he leans on that a lot. So this defense is total—he's totally reliant on this defense making plays like we saw against Wisconsin. And a lot of people thought this was going to be pressure because this is Jack Cohn. He's going to play against his former team. He left Wisconsin because they were going ahead with Graham Mertz as the starter. But I think there was more pressure on Graham Mertz to show, hey, you're the guy, and you're taking on the guy that you replaced. So you need to play well. And he completely botched. Everything, every throw he made, it was over. It was over the top on people. It was in the dirt. He threw it right to defenders. I mean, this was an easy win for Notre Dame because their defense stepped up. And even still, Jack Cohn didn't play his best game. He had some nice throws, but he did not play his best game like he should have. So, is Notre Dame legit? Not yet. If they can beat Cincinnati here, 
okay, I think there's a more legit I sense. I still think they're going to lose one or two this season. I think so, too. And I think Cincinnati can do it because their defense is fast. They get after it. They're really good on the pass protection. They've got good corners and safeties that are quick and able to break on the ball fast. And like you said, they got a better quarterback in Ritter who's not a deep ball guy, but he can pick you out. He's like, he'll make plays. He's like Dak Prescott. If you can, if I can say so, he's like Dak Prescott. I would Prescott. agree with that. He I would can agree dot you around and he'll kill you with little cuts. That's how he does it. What else you got for us, Brandon? Yeah, I, all right. Looking back more towards Sorry, the, Tom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so that's our Notre Dame <laughs> shout out. We're done now. <laughs> but looking back more at the Big Ten, though, Wisconsin Falls, obviously, you seem to think that they are still competitive, though. It was just losing momentum there at the end. I, I, Wisconsin, I, I think, is probably the number two team in the West Division. Yeah. I mean, their defense is really solid. They've their, got their defense is their amazing. defense is solid. It's it's really coming down to the offense. They did <laughs> yeah, not lean on the court. run. They tried to throw the ball. They tried they tried to keep up with Notre Dame in the passing game. And Jack Cohn throws a better ball than Graham Mertz does by a large margin. It wasn't going to happen. And Wisconsin doesn't have great receivers. So yeah, I'm I'm in that boat. Wisconsin right now. I honestly I'm going to say this for the Big Ten. Their best team right now is Iowa. That's the best Ooh. team in the Big Ten. Ooh. And it's not just because of the Look ranking. at you. They are combined. I've, I've looked at this team now. Combined offensively and defensively, they may be one of the most complete teams in college football. Wow. In college football. That's, yeah. I mean that completely. I think they're Andrew, one of the, we're going to see I mean, in two weeks, Iowa, buddy. Iowa it's going to be tough. Yeah. We're going to see in two weeks, buddy. I know your boys are coming. Yep. But Iowa I think they're the most Penn complete State team. Four. Yes. And, and, they play in two weeks. And I'm going to be as unbiased as I possibly can. It For me, it's a toss-up. Yeah. It, it truly is. For me, Iowa and Penn State are the two most balanced teams in the Big Ten. Absolutely. One in the West Division, one in the East Division, yep. and you typically do not get that <laughs> with Big Ten. <laughs> and it's going to be an awesome game in two weeks. My worry is, though, Penn State's looking past Indiana, and they better not because Indiana is starting to play better football. Yeah. And Iowa, I, I'm not sure who Iowa has this week or if they have the week off. But for me, Maryland. It, see, they and can't, that's a tough game. They can't if look. They beat Maryland. Tua's little brother is balling right yeah, now. He's looking balling. <laughs> that being said, to me, that's not even the game of the week this week. Yeah. It's coming out of the SEC, <laughs> and bro. If Alabama don't know, they better know, because <laughs> Ole Miss and Matt Carroll are a coming, and be. there will be nothing better for Lane Kiffin in his life than if he beats Nick Saban. <laughs> you want to see the tweets go out? And, and by the way, can we just talk about what an absolute genius Lane Kiffin is? <laughs> the man deletes every follow. Oh yeah, that he has on Instagram. Yep, except one. He follows nobody except one person, and it's Arch Manning. Are you serious? There the you go. Yep, the that's... phenom quarterback who is supposedly going to be better than Peyton. The nephew wow. of Peyton and Eli, grandson <laughs> yeah. of Lane Archie. Kiffin out here playing yeah. chess when everybody's playing checkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lane Kiffin is a genius. Oh, man. <laughs> An absolute genius. But for me, I'm, I'm going to... I will be at work, and it's going to be very hard for me to focus on my job. I'm not doing job. anything at work. I'm so just going to... Do you just want to come up to the score and help me out then? I, 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 I'm going to tell my job, I'm like, if anything happens, don't call me between these two times because I'm not dealing with that it. That is the game of the week. That is going to pretty much say 
Although Arkansas is going to have yeah, a say Arkansas, in this. Arkansas, Georgia. <sighs> That's going to be a tough one, too. SEC stacked. Big Ten stacked. Everybody Arkansas else is. Arkansas <laughs> upset Texas A&M. Which... Although Texas looked very good. All my all my upsets went to <laughs> about halfway week. through. You're like, I'm like, maybe that you go like you text me and they're like, may, I'm like, maybe they can come back. And then about the th- fourth quarter, you're like, I don't think it's happening, man. <laughs> One no. like forty nine to nothing, seventy to twenty eight yes. is what it ended up yeah. being. It's just awful. One game that I'm curious of how it could go out is for next week is Oregon and Stanford, only because even though Oregon's I, way up at number three, Stanford. Tends to always give Oregon a tough time every time and they play each other at Stanford. If I'm to not me, mistaken, correct. Well, Stanford's yes, already had their is, so. Stanford's already had their their they're like Northwestern. They have that they have that, yeah. that yeah. one upset yeah. every year. They yeah. already beat USC. So <laughs> I was I was I was worried. Although I thought, USC's turning out to be yeah. I was although say, they got some with issues. with the dart in there, yeah. they might be a different team. Well, I just I think Oregon. I think they're I like the cream they're, of the crop. I like cream the, of the crop. I think they're there. a good team. It's just I don't think they're three. It, I, that's the thing. I don't think they're going to stay there. I think they could potentially lose this game, especially if the offense doesn't get going like it has in the past. That quarterback Thomas, I love him. I think he's a great guy, but he's kind of like Jackson. The passing ability is just kind of on and off. You know, they what had I mean? a, they just, had a really slow start. Yeah, in that la- game against Arizona last mm-hmm. week, because I. I was going to say the same thing. It seems like with Arizona, they have Oregon's number a lot. Yeah. And they give them a hard time. And so I was like, I would not be surprised if we saw an upset here, but it seemed like that second half Oregon. But what about their running back? Oh, yeah. CJ Verdell is a no, real uh, die. Oh, is it die? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they have different backs all over the field. I know. That's they, the thing. They, they run multiple up. running backs, but yeah. They, but he's the one I, I, I keep seeing like the most explosive plays from Oregon the most. Yeah. And he's been See, unreal. Let me, let me ask you guys something. Okay. Mm. Two SEC teams, two Big Ten teams, college football playoff. Oh. It could happen. Possible, yeah. yeah. It could happen. Because I think my, my personal opinion Two one-loss teams in the SEC and two one-loss teams in the Big Ten Yeah, still outrank anything in the Big 12 or anything in the Pac-12. I would agree with that. I agree. So are they for sure staying with the four-team setup for right now? As of right now, now, they are. Even Kevin Warren on – because I was watching college – a game day on Fox. He went on there and talked with the guys in person, and he said that as of right now, the vote is going to be postponed. They're going to talk through some things. I think they have a lot more they have to work out because obviously everybody wants an equal say in that kind of stuff. Everybody wants to try and make the playoffs. I think they do want to go with 12 teams, but obviously they don't want like eight SEC teams yeah. and like four Big Ten teams. They want an equal share yeah, for everybody don't to rush get into it. Yeah. it. Try to work out the kinks and exactly. stuff before you go. Because now, who knows, if Cincinnati is the real deal, Big 12's now got a team in there all of a sudden. You got, you know, other opportunities. A future Big 12 team. A future, future. Big 12 team. I'm just, <laughs> but yes, but that's what they're kind of, they're looking for everybody I, to get nice say into it. I would say that I they might, they might be forced to expand it to 12 this year with as good of teams as there are I wish they out would. there. I mean, think about it. Alabama, Georgia, uh, Arkansas, Florida from SEC. Right. Penn State, Iowa, possibly Michigan and Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Then that's eight right there. You take two from the Pac-12, probably Oregon and UCLA if they can rebound. I I I don't know about that. Utah? Utah, maybe. Utah, maybe. Okay, so let's go UCLA, 
Cincinnati. Yeah. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Oregon, Cincinnati yeah. for the Pac-12. We'll mm-hmm. just throw Cincinnati in the Pac-12 for a second. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati, you get in. Big, All right. tw- yeah. Big 12 is going to be Texas, Oklahoma, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Again. Well, I'll I, say I, Oklahoma. I don't know about Texas still just yet. Oklahoma State's still there. I'd see and, Oklahoma and State. May, Oklahoma State really hasn't 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 piqued my interest yet. I know. I, we'll see. I don't know. They were just calling for Spencer Rattler's name at Oklahoma. They said <laughs> they wanted Caleb Williams. The whole stadium, folks, was booing Spencer Rattler and saying, "We want Caleb." Imagine what that can do to a quarterback. Wow. I, that's got to be. He I think he's overrated, though. That's me, though. He hasn't oh, looked I, like a Heisman contender. No, no at I all. The, I think the whole team is overrated. And then, oh, in general, and then Baylor also nuts. in the in the in Big Twelve. Yeah. Out of yeah. nowhere, yeah. Yeah. here comes Knocked Baylor off again. Iowa State uh-huh. last week. Yeah, where the hell did that come Kansas from? State. <laughs> Kansas State's got Oklahoma, See, and they could do an upset. But to me, you're, I, you're I was talking. That's been my upset for the week. Yeah, you're talking teams that are. We didn't even throw Ole Miss in there, yeah. which with with the talent that they have at quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be a shootout. Ladies and gentlemen, if you you are going to be watching, if you watch the Ole Miss Alabama game, you are looking at the two finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Oh yeah, and whoever wins this game probably gets the Heisman. Fifty-two forty-nine. Ole Miss wins it. That's what I'm going with. Fifty-two. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be Alabama. Alabama's defense is not what it was. Old Miss doesn't have a defense, really. But Matt Carroll is the real deal, and that is why I am rooting for Atlanta to just absolutely poo the bed. Please, we will take Matt Carroll. Numero uno. 2022 draft, please and I'll, thank you. I'll say this: that kid Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I don't think he's one. better. I will say this: I don't think he's better than Kyler Murray. But in terms of throwing pure passing ability, is he better than Mac Jones? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. This kid had not only has the accuracy; he can throw the ball like 50, 60 yards without even trying. He hey, flicks his wrist and it comes out sixty and, yards. And that's the amazing thing to me is like. It, and I'm not way better than Tua. I am not going to sit here. Okay, so I had a lot of a lot of my friends hit me up because they know what I'm doing now, and yeah. they're like, "So, what'd you think of Clifford? Yeah, good game against an FCS team. Yeah, a great game against an FCS team. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this much: he really has matured. Mm-hmm. The game against Auburn showed me a lot. Yeah. The man went 19, I believe, for 26 in his game against Villanova and threw for 401 yards. It's the first time a Penn State quarterback has thrown for 400 yards since Christian Hackenberg. (laughs) 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 Wait, should I say say this properly? (laughs) Hackenberg. (laughs) But that being said, I'm still not sold on him as an elite quarterback. And I don't think I, I, I believe he's a game manager. That's it. And as I, long yeah. as he doesn't make mistakes, Penn State's going to be in every single game because that defense is elite. Absolutely. Elite. From from front seven to that back four, ooh, they are a scary, scary team. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I try not to be biased when it comes to Penn State because everybody knows that I'm the biggest Penn State fan there is, but I haven't seen a defense like this. Top, from, from front to back, in a very... Very, very long time. I get that. I I'm, see. I'm just lucky my Maybe. LSU team found a quarterback. Hey, yeah, congratulations, Andrew. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say it, I think Michigan might be the real deal. 
They came up against. Oh no! They, they need to get. <laughs> no, first and foremost, no. they need to get rid of McNamara and just. I've I been preaching that man. Yeah, get the yeah. hometown kid in there. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys are good. But you could be so much better. <laughs> so much better. I think they're waiting until the Ohio State game. And they're going to be I like, wouldn't be shocked. At, Surprise! All right, <laughs> Mac, you're out. JJ, you're in. Wait, what? Yeah, your first game is against Ohio State. Have fun. <laughs> God, it's going to be like and Justin then, Fields versus and then the they Browns just all go over out again. there and oh, destroy geez. Ohio State. Yeah. But I, this is a very good. There's one team. One team in the Big Ten that's not competitive this year. Which is? Come on now. <laughs> I want you to say it. Come on now. I want you to say it. Hey, Patty Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, bro? <laughs> yeah, they just dropped like out of the face of the earth. Still want to be the coach of the Bears, folks? Don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> just say it. It's, it that that's and there was there was hype coming in this season because they had the Clemson transfer yep. and they might actually have a passing game and. and no, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, no. no. Yeah, they beat Ohio, but <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Thirty-five six, but the Bears can't apparently. Well, they beat one team in Ohio. Right, the Bears yeah. did. They, they went one for one. Yeah, yeah, they went one for one. One one. Um, as as far as Nebraska goes, Tyler, you want a hug? <laughs> no, I, I want a new coach. <laughs> wow, I'm Listen, sorry, but come on, dude. He's got. I, I feel. I feel like he's putting more pressure on himself to turn that program around than maybe. probably needed to happen. Well, because that program was in the depths of yeah. hell. Well, yeah. when he got there, and I, I honestly thought it was a five year. Five year plan, and he's an alum of Nebraska, Mike. Yeah, right. he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. A, he's a former player. former quarterback, yeah, former Heisman Heisman candidate. Yes. Yeah, yeah I that's mean, right. Yeah. Like, he was a solid player, and and but come on, it's his like, biggest mistake, and you and I have talked about this. His biggest mistake is sticking with Martinez. Oh, big time! Yeah, I, he had. I liked it. That team looked so different last year with McCaffrey. With McCaffrey, yeah. And looked he like needed, a team that could do something special. And he pushed him out. And he pushed him out. He, he, he absolutely pushed now, him right? out. Well, I know that they also said, too, Frost had, like, a ton of recruits from Florida. And, like, out of all – like, he had, like, 20 recruits, I guess. And out of all of them, only seven, I guess, have stayed on the team. Two of them were ineligible due to, like, uh, academics and stuff. And everybody else has hit the transfer portal. So, obviously, something's going on, whether it's if Martinez starting or something, but he's losing these recruits. You're not yeah. keeping them, and something's up there. Probably because he's promising them, hey, if you come to Nebraska, you're going to start, and then once yeah. they get there, oh. We're going to go with somebody yeah. else, and we're it's like, go. dude, come on. No, you said you needed talent. We're here because we're talented. Play us. Yeah. And this honestly, I'm wondering, it, Booster's an alum aren't aren't going, well, well, we we can't have you starting freshman. That's not the Nebraska way. <laughs> That's part that of the politics be. of college used, football. Yeah. Listen, that used to be the issue with Penn State until Penn State goes, oh, yeah. um, we're going to go through sanctions? <laughs> oh, we have no choice? Okay, freshmen, you can start. And all of a sudden, Parker Washington is a great example of that. Parker Washington is a, a wide receiver for Penn State. K.J. Hamler, but faster. Yeah. Wow, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to mix in the young with the old. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's just that, yeah. it's just that day and age, and yeah. the 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 alum and the boosters that continue to think that, uh, 
well, seniority rules, blah, blah, blah. If you, you need to sit and, and mature. No, no. The only people that need to sit and mature, unless they're an elite quarterback, are, quarter, are quarterbacks. Yeah. Because once again, you're, you're taking a step from football, where high school football, where you dominated. Okay, you're taking another step forward. It's going to be faster, quicker, stronger than what you're used to. Okay, now you're going to take that next, try and take that next step to the NFL where you you can't make a mistake. Yeah, no. or, or go to a smaller school. A D, That's the other thing. And, and I think that might be part of the issue yeah. with, with DJ is the fact that he's trying too hard well, to I, make yeah. things happen that, dude, just... Let it come to you. Yeah, I, they're still rebuilding that team, but at the same time, he's trying. He has to pretty much do everything because they're still trying to figure out who they are. Um, any anything? What? I don't think Scott Frost should go. That is my personal opinion. I do not think. I, I mean, want to I think see. He will get fired. I, I think. Just, I, just, he, I, think he, I think be. he will. And you know what? He'll go back down to UCF, coach under Manzel, and get another head coaching job somewhere else and blow it up, dude. And I'm telling you that right now. He is a heck of a coach. Heck of I a coach. I think he's a heck of a coach. It's just I just don't understand why nothing like there's no progression that program was in hell well yeah and i'm i'm serious they if they did not give him a five-year cushion there was no way he was turning around in oh i wasn't expecting him in in two years so i'm i'm glad they gave him the five so is he after this year is his fifth year i believe right or is this his fifth year no this is his third or fourth yeah i thought so okay so fourth year he's going i would like i want to see him go to the five years I want to see if that like that's like the max, and then after that, if nothing happens, then I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm like, you tried, but you you failed. But there's uh, <laughs> like like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, this absolutely. is the, I feel like this is the tease week where there's good games. There's the elite game, right? With with Ole Miss and Alabama, and it's gonna be an amazingly great game. Yeah, but as far as yeah. Big Ten goes, this is the tease week where you could see some teams looking past. The teams that they're playing, like Maryland versus Iowa and Penn State versus Indiana, and have some issues because they're looking to that game the week after mm-hmm. Penn State coming to Iowa, and boy, is that going to be a ruckus, and it's going to be a, a, a heavyweight fight. I'm yeah. really excited about that game. That game's going to be the most exciting one. I'm going to be watching Coastal Carolina whoop whoever they're playing. <laughs> Can I just say... Possibly best uniforms in the NCAA. Best uniforms, best field, dude. Have you seen that and, field? And it's other, beautiful. Other than the old Miss flat teal. Oh yeah, helmets, those, are, those are just amazing. Yeah, let's go shot clears. <laughs> <laughs> Never hear that again. You know what? If Cincinnati ends up losing, I I would love to see a Coastal Carolina versus Cincinnati. Hey, why not? Bowl game that would be amazing. Oh, I'd, I'd Grayson McCall's that. my quarterback all day. Coastal Carolina <laughs> plays ULM. Easy win. Louisiana <laughs> Monroe. Easy win. Louisiana Monroe. By 40. I don't know, 40. man. They, Duck Dynasty shows up. We might have some issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's their alma mater. That's true, yeah. That is their alma mater. Uh, no, oh, no. It's uh, Louisiana Tech. No, that's that's, that's is, Phil's. That's where, oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's where Phil's alma mater. They went to ULM. That's right. They went to ULM. <laughs> How do they not have a better football team? With all the money that Duck Dynasty probably pumps into there? they can't pay oh, the yeah. players right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. I just, 
It's it's so good. Duck money only goes so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on from football, we've got Vlad or Shohei. Bryce versus Fernando. Who will be the MLB MVPs? Here are our thoughts coming up on Blow the Whistle. First pitch swing. Oh, and first pitch crushing! Oh, man! Lean into it! Fly ball, center field. Lewis going back, looking up! This is still Slam Diego! And this is Fernando Tatis Jr.'s world! Otani crushes one towards center field. Driven back to the wall! Credit those highlights to Fox and Bally Sports West. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I just broke every single person (laughs) in this room. He's critiquing the music choices by... Our very own Tyler Buterbaugh. Well, we are. I don't see what's wrong with it. <laughs> I thought it was great, Tyler. Thank yes. you. I just wasn't ready for it. I just, like, I just, I, I, I felt like I was on a Disney ride. I felt well, like I was on a Disney ride. Welcome back in, everyone. We're still here. I'm Blow the Whistle. I'm still Brandon Janoska. Uh, Tyler Buterbaugh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, hi, hi everybody, how you doing? Come yeah. on, Pepe, get I'm, with it. I'm, uh, yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> Buenas noches, mis amigos and mis amigas. There it is. There you go. I, and I'm David Dykstra. Yeah, we're all still here. The whole crew. I mean, this see what happens. This is, to get this, the is, out. this is the reason why we all, all four of us, can't be together at the same time. Yeah, that was just yeah. a quick little reset, and uh, man, that was a struggle to get into this segment. That was, all right. Well, we're about to talk some baseball though, so everything's gonna be better. It's okay. Hopefully. Uh, We've got an MVP race, an MVP race, if I could talk. <laughs> We've got an MVP what race. We can't even blame it on a Monday. Oh, my God. It's Tuesday, guys. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow. And <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> well, we've got ourselves an MVP race. I just can't. I MVP, MVP race. Go. MVP can't race. Thank just you. Go. Thank you. We, we got an MVP we've race. We've got ourselves a, well, what is it? MVP race. MVP race there going on go. in the Major League Baseball right now. I can now. say that one. And, Do it for you. <laughs> David and I have gone back and forth a little bit, especially on the American League side. On There's who no we back th- and forth. Who we think might win this one. There's no back and forth. But, and because that's going to be the more interesting no. talk, we're going to start with the National League. <laughs> we're going to start with the National Space. League. And, I mean, David's got some stake in this one, too. It's because Bryce Harper all day long, boys, ladies and gentlemen. Bryce Harper it's is Bryce Harper. One, one of the favorites. It's really come down to Bryce Harper and Fernando Tatis Jr. Juan Soto will probably get some votes as well. Tatis He'll probably be the third finalist. But yeah, <laughs> so I mean, we heard uh, David's vote. Sit down, we, Tatis. We, here comes the hopper. Who do you have, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still think Tatis will get some favorable votes, but he's got many years to come. Yeah, yeah. he's got. He does have Harper's, a lot left. Harper's on the back end, man. Come I mean, on, listen. he's not even thirty yet. Yeah, he's true. on the back end. <laughs> I mean, listen. shut your mouth, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty-eight. <laughs> I mean, listen for what for what Bryce Harper's done this year. I, but he's been in the league since he's eighteen. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been playing since he was eighteen. I mean, look for thirty-four home runs, right? Three thirteen ERA. I mean, average. Are you, yeah. Yeah, batting average. Hey, he's God, not the pitcher in this MVP know, yeah. conversation, right? I I think he can't. I think he does win it just because of the fact that the Phillies right now 
are projecting into the playoffs at this point. They're headed that way. And I think that's, to me at least, if I was one of the baseball writers or whoever's voting on this, whatever the case is, I would certainly give MVP vote. Oh my God, I can't do it. I'm doing it. MVP votes to Bryce Harper because of the fact that he is helping the Phillies stay in the hunt to be in the playoffs. And I think that's a major factor. Are you helping your team be competitive or not? I think San Diego, if I'm not mistaken, they just fell out of playoff contention. They're out, yes. They are out. So the fact that, and listen, like like David said, Tatis Jr. is going to have a lot more years to do this. He's probably going to have two or three MVPs, I'm sure, by the time he's done with his career. And he's that ca- caliber of player. But nevertheless, there was something that was falling in San Diego. You could see it. They were not playing up to par. Even he was having struggles to the point where he and Manny Machado were getting at each other's throats because Manny wants to win. You hit a home run. No, you hit a home run. (laughs) Manny wants to win, and Tatis is kind of like, man, I'm going to be doing this for like the next 15, 20 years. So I see Bryce Harper right now for the National League. I think he's got the MVP votes locked up with, uh, yeah, Tatis Jr. is on the end. And I would say Juan Soto... Juan. Juan Soto. <laughs> yes, my man, my man Juan Soto. Juan Soto is not going to be that far behind. I honestly yeah, think so. And I he don't... wonders why we call him Pepe. <laughs> Juan Soto. Yeah, just out of nowhere, Juan. Juan Soto, folks. I, come yeah. on. Yeah, I have Soto as the third, but he could be a dark horse. He could steal some of those votes. Yeah. He's played more games than both of those other two. Tatis had some injuries early. Harper missed a few games. He's played more than both of them. 146 games compared to Harper's 135 and Tatis 124. Down, so, yeah, Juan Soto. <laughs> Take the bench, the, sir. The biggest thing is his team's been out for a while. Get out and of the so, Nationals. <laughs> his team's been out for a while, but 29 home runs. He's been 321. He has good numbers. I still think you got to go with Bryce. He's kept his team in it, and if they could catch the Braves, hands down, it goes to Bryce. Well, they're Harper. only what one and a half, two, two and a half, two and, and a half, half now, two and a half. Two and Last half time behind. I saw it was one and a half. It doesn't so look like they'll catch the Cardinals for the for the wild card. <laughs> Is anybody going to catch the Cardinals? Yeah, that's a sixteen game God. winning streak. So the wild <laughs> card looks looks out of reach. But I mean, they're still right there in it in that division, two and a half behind the Braves. So just the fact that they're still in it and everyone else yeah. is out. Okay. I, I'm also going to have to go with Bryce Harper just because right. you better. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew made a good point because like he has made the Phillies a lot better and getting that last Finally. playoff. Yeah. Last, last playoff <laughs> spot. A while. And you just like <laughs> the numbers that you just read off just, is yeah, people unbelievable and like you said <laughs> you know it's, uh, I got it I got his gullet I know <laughs> people don't understand the pressure of playing in Philadelphia they really don't they everybody talks about New York talks oh, about I, Chicago I know it's tough no one no but for 337 million you better be good but that, I, and I get that aspect <laughs> yeah. of it I really do yeah but and, and I get where you're coming from but I'm I'm sure those first two years with them he was just riddled with just like I mean, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when you look at that team, especially at that time, and you're kind of like, okay, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it's the growing developed. pains. Yeah, and they've, and they've really, listen, the signings they've had, they've had a really good, they've done a good job putting a team around him so that he can succeed. So, yeah, I, I give a lot, of, a lot of the credit to him for sure. Tyler, keep going. Keep going with the Bryce Harper please. stuff. Uh, yeah, but yeah. please, I didn't want. We didn't want to cut you. No, off. no. I mean, that, that's basically it. It was just like everything. Basically, I was just kind of piggybacking off of what you said. Just everything mm-hmm. that and what he's doing with the thing, and then also 
he is getting. I mean, he's not getting up there in age, but right. He's 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 well deserved at it at this point. Yeah, he's hit the prime of his career, and he's really. I think you're at a you're at a point now where you'll probably see Harper probably staying around like the 280, 290 range in terms of being a top hitter. I think he's going to be that guy for a good long amount of time, and then. I'm going to guess probably 35, 36. You'll probably see a little bit of the dip off on him. But for right now, he's in that prime moment where it's like do or die. I'm helping this team get to a title, be competitive. You know, he's he's doing everything he can at this point because it's like I only got maybe like another, I mean, it's, it's a lot, certainly, five, ten years potentially in this, but maybe five or six years of actually being like a top-tier elite player still before he starts to become more of like a, you know, every other day kind of guy potentially because at some point they're going to bring in somebody that's your replacement unless you're unless you're Joey Votto who just won't go just, away. <laughs> just, just won't just, stop. I'm telling you right now, just wait until him him and his best friend are reunited in Philadelphia. That I'm ain't just happening. joking. He's, that ain't happening. Brian's not leaving San Francisco <laughs> ever. Ever. Yeah, you kidding me? Ever. So, I mean, I, I Bryce Harper, baby. That's all my so that seems to be the general consensus here. I do think it's close. I I do think it's even possible that Soto could pass Tatis in the voting. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's going to be probably one of the closer votes for MVP. Absolutely, because uh, there's no real guy yeah, that's Degrom got of, hurt and that was the hands down side <laughs> young plus we were, MVP. We were so, so I mean, we were almost on top of that one. Yeah. I don't think he was going to be definitive. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this could be probably one of the closest MVP votes of all time. Yeah. And it it without without an argument, I mean, three great players who yeah. all deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, moving on to the other side, though, and this is where there's a lot more debate, I feel like, in between Shohei Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Because and Andrew's getting ready over there. He knows <laughs> it's about to be a heavyweight battle here between these two and between us in here trying to fight our case, uh, plead our case for, for who we want. So, David, uh, we'll start with you. I already know who you like. I'm just, I called it from the get. <laughs> I called it from the get. I called it but preseason. I called it spring training when we were doing, who do you got? Yeah. Guess who I had? Shohei Otane. Now, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I knew he was gonna have the season that he was gonna have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why, why would I not stick with the guy that I picked preseason? Because or, Vladimir Guerrero is better. Well, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> and helping I, his team to the I playoffs believe, right now. I believe the same thing. I believe Vlad Guerrero is probably MVP wise. Yeah. But historic, historically. See that, and that's that's the problem I'm, with, I'm, with I'm the sorry. MVP stuff is that obviously, and it always comes down to this: it's what's the best story in the sports who's having the best season? Like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, who's having the best season? Okay, these are the guys. Now, who's the best story? Obviously, Otani's the best story because we've never seen anything like him. And don't get me wrong, in my heart of hearts, in my mind of mind, I do think he will win the MVP because of the season he's having. But if you were to ask me who should be the MVP this year, I would say it's Vlad just simply because it's based off of what he's doing and what he's done for Toronto being a leader at 22 for where that team's headed, not just now, but in the perennial future. I get I get your arguments. Right. I, I truly do. Yeah. And this is this is the cool thing about every single one of us in this room. Yeah. It's like we see the arguments. And I, I agree with what most of your 
of what you're saying. Right. But historically, you can compare Vlad Guerrero's season to multitudes of people. Of course. There's only one person that you can p- compare Shohei Otani's season to. One. Yeah. And, and he, you can't really even And he's been gone for a while, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even that, I mean, Babe Ruth, when he did it, he was a pitcher and then a hitter, more so. Like, he did a little bit of both, but at that time... Once he moved to New York, he wasn't really a pitcher. He he was a hitter. He was full time hitter. He, he, he was no base, longer outfield. a pitcher. Yeah. So yeah, the oh, God, fact I'd that, love to see him play the outfield. <laughs> that would have oh, been amazing. Yeah, but, but the fact that Otani is now doing this at the level that he is, the bigger question though in my mind is the fact that Vlad is heating it up down the stretch. Where I know Otani doesn't really have anything to play for at this point. He's starting to cool off. He had a huge, huge first half. But since the All-Star break, he's been good, but he hasn't been great. I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of it is the first full season. Yes. First full right. season. And, yeah, and yeah. I expected him to fade fall, after playing in the home run yeah. derby, playing in the All-Star game, doing it both ways. I thought he'd fall off. I thought he'd fall off a lot harder than he did. But the fact that he's starting to fade here... Coming up on voting time, we've seen it before. We saw it in 2018 when it was the race between Javi Baez and uh, Christian Yelich. That yes. also playoff implications de- dealt into that voting, I believe, too. But the fact that Yelich came on so strong at the end and and Baez kind of faded a little. I'll be, I'll be I, real honest with you. Just to end it on one thing, I'm actually shocked that the Angels haven't shut him down. I'm yeah. very surprised that they did Because if he gets him. hurt, that's hurting one of your best assets, and then what do you do? Yeah. Now you've got an injured. One of your best players is now injured. How do you go forward with that? And now, and, now and you God have, forbid, because he's coming off of Tommy John's. Yeah, exactly. And God forbid he blows that elbow out again. You may have to actually ask the question, pitcher or hitter? you got to choose one. Yeah. You may have to ask that question seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, David got me on the show, uh, Shohei Atani train like since the beginning. So, I mean, just the fact that he's like a dual threat, is like what makes me feel like I have him over Fine. Vlad. <laughs> Fine. And I mean, Vlad just kind of, like you said, Brandon, he kind of just came in towards the end to sneak his way up. He's getting better. Otani's starting to slow down, but well, it's like. He's been there he's, all season. He's no, been no, good. no, no, no. That's yeah, the one thing he's straight. Been great yeah. all season. Yeah. Any other season, any other season, Vlad Guerrero by far runs away with Runs it. away with but this. What Otani's yeah. doing uh, this season yeah. is insane. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the problem. I mean,. Any other season, there's nobody but <laughs> Vlad Jr. Yeah, I will say though. And, and it, can yeah. can I just yeah. say one thing? Just on a, on a quick little tangent, I think the whole Guerrero family swings the bat the same freaking way. It's such <laughs> a nice swing. It's the same such all across the board for everyone. What was it? Their cousin? Yeah. Yes. Played yes. for uh, Gabby Guerrero, Gabriel mm-hmm. Guerrero. Played for the Kansas City Monarchs, who won the American did Association. They? Congratulations! Yeah, they they to swept them. the entire playoffs. There's not a video congratulations. Of swing at batting not practice. Surprised. Looks exactly, exactly. like exactly the looks whole like, Guerrero like family. Looks like his cousin. But I will say, if Vlad does somehow does pull this off, if he does win this, I think it's one of the best MVP wins we've seen in baseball. In, in a long time, he, winning over the type of thing that Otani's done. done, and, and and that's my whole thing is like. For once again, <laughs> not not to twenty two years old man. Yeah. 
you've got That's, plenty of time to Otani, win. Go to Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's got he's got <laughs> plenty of MVPs, probably multiple MVPs. Put that in out future. into the universe. I like that though. Put Otani, that out yeah, into yeah. the Blue Jays. Put that oh, out into the universe. The trade. Oh. Oh. Otani. Also, uh, I'll just, be honest with you. I might become a Toronto Blue Jays fan <laughs> at that point. I already have. A, I already have a Guerrero Junior uniform. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Give me Otani and Blue Jays. Otani is under contract, I believe, through 2023. But he has said he wants to win. He he's put that out there already. So if the Angels are win. are staying oh. the way they have been, we'll see if they oh, can get be- a whole a whole season of Otani and Trout healthy because we have not seen that. No, but if there's, they can, there's two teams in 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 Major League Baseball right now. If I'm another team, I do not want to play. Mm-hmm. One is obvious. If you're standing in front of the St. Louis Cardinals train right now, get out of the way. Oh, I don't know what that is, but... Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting, though, because the Dodgers are just as hot. They're not 16-game winning streak, but They're in terms of talent... Those two right now would have to play in a single elimination wild card game oh, wow. at Dodger Stadium. Oh, so you've man. got Max Scherzer against, I would assume, Wayne Adam Wainwright. Wainwright, <laughs> which once again we were talking about this yesterday. All of a sudden, Wayne, <laughs> Adam Wainwright. Oh, is it time to go? Okay, I'll get started yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's like the I believe thirty-seven-year-old Scherzer against the forty-year-old yeah. Wainwright going head to head. Only Jeez. one other one other Cardinal with two thousand strikeouts. Oh really? Yeah, Gibson. Bob Gibson. That, that's some rarefied air right there. Yeah. That's some rarefied air. Um, I'll be uh, and and I, I wouldn't want to play Toronto. Are you kidding me? Not right now. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> if I'm the Yankees, I would be. I would be shaking in my boots right now because that, that team looks like they've kind of come off the wheels a little bit. And Toronto's an ace away from being legit. Yeah. yeah. And although, Robbie Ray maybe win the Cy Young. So yeah. Although Toronto at the moment. Would not be in the playoffs. They're That's a game true. out, so it's going to be a battle that is between true. Boston, New York, and Toronto for those two spots. I'm going to trust Boston Can, one bit. Oh, okay. And, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, you are going to become a Boston legend. I'm not even joking. Seriously. Like, they were they were counting the home runs that Schwarber... Because the show that, I, that I'm... Board hopping for is yeah. out of Washington, so they all love Schwartz. Oh, of course, absolutely love him. So they were counting home runs, <laughs> and he hit two back to back one night, and yeah. we're just like, oh, talk about a guy who's loving the environment he's in right oh, now. Oh, absolutely, he although, fits that team perfectly. Although, get rid of those yellow uniforms. For the <laughs> yeah, love I don't of, know oh, what's that up is with good that. in the world. Yeah, Schwarber, Schwarber, thirty-one homers on the season, six with Boston in thirty-five mm-hmm. games. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so heating up good. at the right time. It, yeah. That's just scary because he loves the postseason. Oh, absolutely. He thrives on the postseason. That's his oh, moment. Yeah. And the short, short field and right field. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then if, if you play in Yankee Stadium for the wild card game, he's going to have a short porch and right field <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Jet so, stream, too. Yeah. Yeah. That nice little jet stream. <laughs> he's got a good if, – if they can stay in, he's got a good couple games coming up here. Kyle Schwarber does. Man. So we're, we're all good – we we any other year Vlad would win it, but we're all pretty. Yeah. Brandon, I I still if I'm a voter, I'm voting for Vlad, and the, my reason is because no one likes you, Brandon. Otani, Otani I like you, he's Brandon. He's had a good season. He's had a in terms of home run power, he's great. But overall, as a hitter, he's a good hitter, but not a great hitter, and he's a good pitcher, but he's not a great. He's not one of the elites. He's not going to be a Cy Young finalist. Yeah. So he's good at both things. 
Vlad Guerrero is a great hitter. He is one of the best hitters in the league. I'd go great over good at the two things in terms of MVP. I do think Otani wins it. I think the voters will lean that way. But if I'm a voter, Vlad's got my vote. All right. All Unfortunately, right. we can't vote. Unfortunately, yet. I can't vote yet. Yeah, yes, yes, I can't yes. vote yet. Yes. <laughs> I'll yes. wait until I get it part of the Baseball I'm Writers dude, Association. I'm telling you right now, they, this might be one of the best playoffs in this, Major League Baseball history. I think this has just been like one of the more exciting seasons in baseball. I would say in the last couple of years now. I know for those who are Cubs fans, obviously they're like, "Well, I got it." No, but, but in yet, terms of baseball still as a have whole, things to look right. forward to. That's like that's, that, you've got Patrick Wisdom, you got Grandal. Yeah, it's just this Swindell. Yeah, Swindell. Swindell. <laughs> Swindell. Grandal's uh, Grandal. my guy. Yeah, yeah Grandal's yeah. your guy. But uh, you traded for the White Sox guy. Yeah, that, that's Cody Hoyer's pitched well. Oh. He's lost a couple over the weekend, but yeah. I mean, overall, he's pitched still been well. Pretty consistent. I mean, but this but, baseball season. It's just been like, who would have thought the Giants would be on top of their division, right? Chris Bryant. The Braves, all of a sudden, yeah, right. They were on top before Bryant. The, yeah. uh, the Braves, we all said, there's no way they finished fourth. They were almost there, and now they're right back at the top. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Our boy Brandon Januska called that one preseason. That they that they finished first. Atlanta. That they yeah. win it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But every, the the, all the people them. in the in the media said fourth, and now they're <laughs> yeah. they're back on top. Of Brandon first. did not. And Brandon is in the media. Yeah. Dang it! Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon yeah. called that one. Brandon said first. Yeah, yeah. And Brandon. Although now first. the Phillies might yeah. ruin that for me. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it'll be close. It's coming down the stretch. It's coming down the stretch. I can't. But yeah, this baseball season. I mean, this has been the most fun I've had watching not just White Sox baseball, not just Cubs baseball, watching all baseball. I've watched more it's entertaining. I've watched yeah. more Giants game, more Cardinals games. I've watched I watched more Toronto Blue Jays games. I've actually watched Yankees games. And I'm and I'm okay admitting that. Effect. Believe it in that. Yeah. I'm okay because <laughs> I'm okay with saying that because everybody's been That's going on I these watch. weird runs. We were watching the, the to give you a little story, we were watching the Yankees game yesterday. Or the other night. Were you really? Yeah, and uh, Rizzo wasn't in in the other first baseman, which I can't remember his Luke name. Voight. Voight, yes. After coming out and saying, oh, I need more playing time, there was an obvious reason that you weren't getting playing time, and he proved it in that game, <laughs> and then Rizzo was in by the third inning. <laughs> there we go. It's the thing. It's just this, oh, so much energy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, just yeah, a lot of storylines. Playoffs are going to be amazing. Yeah. Heading into what could be a strike year, CBA agreement, oh, CBA talks. So uh, we'll we'll deal with that later yeah, on. Right? But I mean, we're next, already started. Our it. next show, we're talking playoffs. Our playoffs? next show, playoffs? that's playoffs? right. We are officially talking playoffs. The White Sox are in, and two of those three East teams will most likely be in. Although Seattle's not out of it yet either. We'll be talking playoffs next week, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have here for today on Blow the Whistle. We got a lot in. We we altered the the outline on the fly. We got it all in. Uh, we had a great show. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure you guys did as well. Be sure to hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. And thank you again to the Under the Hood podcast listeners for tuning in. And all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in as always. I'm Brandon Janoska. Tyler Buterbaugh. I'm Pepe. Andrew Valentine. Andrew Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Dykstra. And this was Blow the Whistle on SportsTownChicago.com.